Mike's a hot. Yes. Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. And on today's episode, we have a special, special guest, a permanent podium fixture in the club racing circuit, Woo! a Honda Challenge points leader, oh, shit. a pilot shoe and driver for the Auto Fashion USA Civic Type Par, nice. and a seat time sensei for the 91 Octane boys, ah, Carlos sensei. Valenzuela. Welcome to <laughs> welcome, the show, Carlos. bro. Thank welcome, you guys so Kurt. much. Welcome to the kind. show. Welcome. Thank you for joining <laughs> us, man. We've got a jam-packed oh, episode me. today. No, no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um. We're hoping we could finish in the usual time, but we'll see how this goes. Right on. Uh, and we've got quite a few topics to cover. And for those listening and following along, we're going to cover some segments with Carlos here. But first, we're going to get into understanding and knowing who Carlos is. And a lot of people already know you as a race car driver. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the, the most curious part for me is kind of how you got there, right? You, you did mention to me that your childhood dream car is a Gen 2 Dodge Viper. We know that part. It sort of nostalgia okay. plucks at your strings. You started karting at 16 by the way of a high school teacher, an after-school program. Uh, but are there other memories uh, prior to that that sort of kind of lit the fire and the passion for cars in you? What was that journey like? Oh, for sure. Um, if I can recall at the exact point, it was when I was about five years old. Oh, wow. Five or six years old, dude. I was hanging out with my uncle one night, and he was a mechanic, so he was always watching racing. Okay. And I was sitting back with him, and he uh, he's flipping through channels, and he, I, I'm, it must have been ESPN. Okay. Flipping through ESPN, and it was a Trans Am race. At, it was a street race. I actually found the race. It was in Miami, because I look back at this. Okay. So we're watching this Trans Am race in Miami, and I'm, I'm just, like, mesmerized. I'm like, yo, what is this? What, like, asking my uncle a million questions. I said, what is this? Like, what's going on? Okay. He says, it's a car race. These guys are race car drivers. That's what they do. And, dude, seriously, from that point on, I was like, okay, that's that's what I'm doing. Five mm, years it. old. Do you have any no. memories from when you were five, Randy? Yeah, two even. Two memories. Two years old. Really? Two years old. Yes. Oh, you remember wow. being yeah. birthed? <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Yeah. The, the yeah. The oh man, <laughs> that's and so that w that kind of triggered it. Yeah, like from that point on, I just knew like this is that's this what, what you were gonna do. do. Yeah. Um, and and I think you know you and I vibe a lot, and I'm sure same thing with Randy. Uh that we sort of have the same or similar humble beginnings, right? Mm -hmm. right? And racing is recognized as an expensive sport that requires either a family with money right. or early entry. Uh -huh. So your dream started when you were five, it looks right. like. How did you make that come true? Um, uh, it's Man, it's been a long road. Uh, you absolutely... You need all the money and some money. Like, all of your money is not enough. Right, uh -huh. right. And so, like... If I can give you guys a little bit of background on absolutely, please, what it was like. Um, I didn't have the best upbringing. Like, I, I don't come from money. Like, sometimes people see the cars that I'm racing. They're like, dude, where do you get all this money from? Like, I don't have money. People are giving me the chance to do this. I'm super fortunate for that. But uh, I, uh, like, into my teenage years, man, I ended up homeless, like, with my dad. Okay. Um, okay. I, I lived in a meth house with my dad. My dad was a drug addict. Okay. Oh. And so, yeah, like, I, I remember at that point, I already, 
like I knew I wanted to be a race car driver at that point, but right. it seems so distant. Right. Like yeah. the older I got, the the reality of it started setting yeah. in. Yeah. Like man, like like steps were taking you were taking steps further and further away from. Yeah, the I'm like yeah. I don't know how this is gonna happen. Yeah. Like, like, what, what am I supposed to do? Absolutely. And I didn't realize that I could do other things along the way to get there, but. Yeah, I mean, when you have no one sort of mentoring you, it's kind of hard to come up with those answers on your own. Right. Wow. So, so yeah, what did it take to get out of that situation or um, overcome that or get beyond that? So the entire time that I was living in that situation, I mean, as a kid, it was kind of always like that. Right. Okay. It, it was my normal. Like. Right. You didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd hang out with my friends at school, oh, go to okay. their houses afterwards, and they had food in the refrigerator and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is what life is supposed to be like. Yeah. Oh, like we're okay. totally doing it wrong. So I, I always knew that there was a difference. Things weren't right. Yeah. But. Okay. Um, I guess, how do I put into the pieces together? At some point, unfortunately, uh, through the drug addiction and in and out of prison, my dad ended up committing suicide when I was 15 years old. Okay. And that was like, as you can imagine, it was pretty radical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I ended up moving away to my uncle's house in Santa Ana. Okay. And my uncle was a mechanic. So I kind of, to like get away from all the chaos, I started working at the shop with him. And he'd pay me pretty good, man. I think, like, I was totally not worth it. I think my uncle just felt bad. So <laughs> right. Uh, I'd clean up stuff at so the he, shop. And I mean, he was me. like your foster dad. Yeah. He, yeah. he kind of took – shout out to my uncle Reggie and Aunt Cindy who took care of me. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, was, I was staying with him, and, you know, he'd pay me for working at the shop, and I started learning. And with the little bit of money that I got from him, I bought myself an RC car. Okay. Mm. Started competing in that. And uh, You competed in RC? Yeah. I, oh, okay. Yeah, at, I mean, at, nothing big, but – Okay. Yeah. There's a racetrack in Compton back then, and I oh interesting. Yeah, I'd literally take the bus with my RC car on my lap. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. that that's and, that wasn't and, a safe mission. And I had night. night <laughs> well, no, did they even know what the fuck it was? Like, no, they didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I had nitromethane in my backpack. Yeah, I, yeah. I had, uh, oh. Like all the lube and uh-huh. the tools. Uh-huh. I had a wait. big old backpack, my RC car on my lap. So I was a pretty right. small kid. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's kind of how I started. So you're like a car nerd. <laughs> yeah, as far back as I can remember. I right on, just, right on. That's all I wanted to do. Okay. Did, were okay. you winning in the RC? No, not no. really. I would kind of go to like the open track events, and, right. and the dudes there would put together little impromptu races, and that's what I was doing. Oh, okay. But, like competing in serious RC car racing is pretty expensive, and yeah, you know, working I mean, you want to drive for real? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, that's yeah. funny. But yeah, I I, ra- I played with RC cars and we'd go to the track up until I got I started messing with carts and and race cars and then I forgot all about the RC cars. But. Okay, and then that's when you transition into go karts mm-hmm. uh, through a high school teacher. That's what we learned, right? right? And. Um, I think the most fascinating thing I heard, and shout out to Race FF Pod for doing some pre work for us. Um, <laughs> shout out to Jaime. Yeah, shout out to Jaime. Um, you talked about wanting to learn how to drive in the wet. So, uh, yeah. and, and, and I know you want to, we already, a lot of people can listen to the story on Race FF Pod. I don't want to tell the same story again, but basically, to summarize some of it, you would essentially wet the track after hours right. to get practice in. But the most impressive for, thing for me is how at 16 years old you had the foresight to learn how to drive in wet or in slippery conditions, how that would be something that would play to your advantage. How did that come to be? Was it something that was just something you did for fun or d- were you really trying to gain a competitive edge? No, I think I just had unrealistic expectations of what was to come in life. <laughs> you forgot uh, you live it, in SoCal. It, it, yeah. I, I, 
<laughs> no, I, I forgot I was a broke kid. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. I, you know, like, like I said, like unrealistic expectations. I would get up in the morning and uh, like 4 a.m. and watch the Formula One qualifying. And That's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just always trying to catch Michael Schumacher's on boards. And I remember watching this. He just ripped in the wet. And yeah. And I thought to myself, like, that guy's a problem. Like, the target's on his, but I got to take that guy out. So right. this, is, this is how unrealistic I was. I was like, I got to figure out how to drive in the wet so I could whip on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, he's going to serve me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, dude. Well, I would, see, it's, it's funny because I was just talking to Randy about this before you got here that you shouldn't have realistic dreams. Right. Your dreams should go beyond mm-hmm. realism because you don't know what you're capable of. Right. right. So the fact that you were stretching yourself, you know, having a belief in yourself enough right. to, you know, wet go-kart tracks. Yeah, like I midnight. really thought Schumacher was going to be my problem <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> like I legitimately would go to sleep thinking about yeah, this Yeah, I mean, there's, an, so there, there's so another good. one up now, so right. maybe. Yeah. You know, you right. never know. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you never know. So – it's you know it's fascinating and i'm sorry about you know your dad and and you know what happened when you were young but a lot of times when uh when you have troubled youth like that you end up being kind of a problem child or you get into a I lot was. of trouble oh i was okay huh. give us some maybe some <laughs> stories of how you got in trouble and how you got out of it because honestly you seem like a pretty normal dude for the most part on the outside yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um man i'm trying to remember like there's all kinds of trouble as a kid, but mm-hmm. I guess uh, – so what happened is I got in so much trouble in high school. I mean, yeah. you name it, I was doing it wrong. Okay. Breaking windows at the school, pulling fire alarms, getting in fights. Uh, just, just the list of bad things you could think of that are available to you there. Okay. And I, so I got kicked out of the regular school district. Okay. And I ended up in this other program for kids that are either going to juvenile hall, out of juvenile hall, or they're trying to figure out what to do with them in society. Was it referred to as continuation school? No, it was actually worse than that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. it's like disciplinary. Yeah. So it's basically yeah. prison. Almost, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Almost jail. <laughs> no, it was. I would get searched before I would walk in. I actually had a probation officer assigned to me. Oh, like it, it was, shit. I, I would have wow. to show up to the court, like the OC court, and uh-huh. check with my probation officer and they would ask you the craziest questions like have you been sexually molested recently i'm like whoa what dude yeah no, i was just trying to fight some dude it seems so f- that question oh. i know yeah. growing up because we're we're the, like in the same age group back then it was like whoa that's a weird right. question now yeah, yeah. it's sort of yeah, for sure dude. you know it's a normal question to ask yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Wow. times have changed yeah. yeah so through that program uh, I, I guess what they would try to do with these students is keep them occupied. Okay. So, okay. so they realize if we don't keep these guys busy, they're going to go mess something up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they they're like huskies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. Right. 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 So they uh, they wouldn't give us a summer break. There was no Christmas break. Like you would go to school up until the 23rd, and you're back on the 26th. Damn. And they just kept you in there. Okay. Oh, wow. like, like I said, they would search you when you walked in. They assigned you a pencil, and they had the serial number to the pencil because someone stabbed someone else. And they assigned you a what? book because someone cracked somebody with the book, so they wanted to know where the book came from and mm. like wow. that sort of thing. Uh, so I was in that program, and through that, they suggested that I join ROP, the after-school programs that keep me busy. Okay. Once again. Yeah. So they had an auto shop class. I joined that, and at this point, I had spent quite a bit of time at my uncle's shop. Right. And so I had learned the ins and outs. I was actually – I had already taken some internships with some race teams at that point, so I was right. pretty hands-on at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it's I, like it's like taking Spanish when you I, dude, I was so annoyed. <laughs> 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 so, so about day three, I wanted to quit. Yeah. And but on uh, 
one of the first weeks there, I met that teacher that I told you they got me okay. welding carding. Right. So I, I still quit the auto shop thing because I transferred over to welding. Okay. Which worked out great for me. I, oh, I yeah. Ended up, uh, by the time I finished high school, I was certified in TIG welding, MIG welding, arc welding. They actually gave me a scholarship through that program. Wow. And I was able to continue school through that. But, yeah. Uh, to what school? Sorry. Uh, to what school did I go to? The, oh, that gave you a scholarship. What oh, this school? was the ROP program. Oh, so oh, so they would give you a scholarship uh, to go yeah. on and move on Whatever into. Whatever you wanted to do, yeah. Oh, because yeah, of how right. well you did as right. a welder. Right. Interesting. Okay, continue. Awesome. So then, yeah, I remember my uh, counselor asking me, so are you going to be a welder? I'm like, no. They're like, so why are you trying to learn welding? I was like, well, the only reason I signed up for the welding program is because the auto shop was, program was really boring. And when I looked on the other side, these dudes had torches, and I figured I could light <laughs> something on fire. Like I had to mess something up. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> it was for pure mischief that I got into welding. Yeah, that's and funny. And I ended up kind of making a career out of it. But <laughs> wow. But I, we actually got in trouble, dude, in, uh, I forgot, in welding school. They brought us a, uh, remember those old Capri classic taxi cabs? Right, yeah. So they brought us a taxi cab, and they told us, okay, take your guys' torches, cut it up into pieces, as many small pieces as you can, and then we're going to recycle the vehicle. Okay. And so we go cut it all up, and uh, about two days into it, all we had left was the firewall. Yeah. And it had all kinds of channels and tunnels for the AC system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of my buddies, who was actually in the other school with me, yeah. says, hey, dude, check this out. We can make a bomb out of the acetylene. I'm like, oh, really? Let's see it. What? <laughs> so we stand the firewall upright. He says, yeah, so we got to find the biggest channel. So he finds it, and he fills it with acetylene, and he says, put your welding helmet on, dude, and your jacket. This thing's going to go. So we put our gear on, and he lights it off. And, dude, it, it was so bad. Like, we caused an explosion inside the school. Oh, and this it, was indoors. Were no, you no, no, it was outdoors. Oh, it was outdoors. Yeah, okay. Okay. Out. okay. It was bad, though. Like, yeah, yeah, like the yeah. the fire department showed up. Oh. It, it, it was really bad. Wow. Okay. It, this is like right after 9-11, so everyone's kind of freaked oh, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Great timing, uh -huh. bro. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, the cops were there. The fire department's there, and they're asking us what happened. And, and me and Cliff, we, we played dumb. We're like, I don't know, dude. We, like, turn on the torch, and the thing just blew up. And <laughs> I'm scared. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm really scared. Yeah, That's for the sure. the smartest thing to do. Right. You did the smartest thing. I dumb and told them I was scared. And yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to admit guilt. Our, our professor was <laughs> on to us. He knew. Oh, for uh, sure. Uh, right. But he wasn't going to rat yeah. you guys out. So uh, it was an explosion yeah. as if a bomb had gone off is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Once you lit up the acetylene. The, but the... Yeah. The 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 firewall didn't fly off and hit anything or how? No, did... it was so heavy that it kind of just hopped and fell over. Oh, okay, but, but got it, 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 got it. It took a lot of energy to get that thing in the air. Sure, sure, sure. Hard for us to flip it up. Okay, but, okay, okay, okay. Right, got it. Wow, wow. that's awesome. But uh, it all kind of worked out, man. Like at the time, I was working for my friends at Twins Turbo yeah. Sports, and they put this whole program together with the Formula D team. So I became. Uh, you guys familiar with Mad Mike? The, yeah, yes. The Red Bull guy. I became yeah. his mechanic. Oh, okay. So I went on the road with him for a year, and it was, and you did a year with cool. Formula D. Yeah, I did a year with him. We traveled all over the place. Do it, you do you drift? No, I actually never have. You never have. No, okay. I've just worked on the cars. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So was that was the early days of Formula Drift then? Given the timeline and when you were in high <coughs> school and all that stuff. This or? was in 2010. Oh, okay, so kind of like almost not the heyday, but kind of in a way, right? The, the tail end it of was, the Fast it, and Furious era. It was like the of, Wild West days of Yeah, yeah, the, uh, right, I have right. friends working in it now, and they tell me, you couldn't get away with the things you guys used to do. Such uh, as? Ah, uh, there was... Blowing up cars. <laughs> <laughs> firewalls. Yeah. A lot of blowing up firewalls. <laughs> I don't want to get anyone in trouble. <laughs> oh, you don't have to yeah, mention no, names, yeah. but, <laughs> but, you know, like... Yeah, this is, you I know, mean, rules, like, get more and well, more well, strict. Well, the rules were far more open. Yeah. Right? You could 
modify suspension points and yeah and, there was a lot uh, more gray they didn't area have for a tire width rule at the uh, time okay right uh, but, but no, that I was talking about the trouble that happened outside the track. Oh yeah, right, oh. Yeah. it's gotten so much more corporate now. Oh that, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Okay, so it's a bunch of shop guys doing like a little drifting event back then, and now right. it's it's very much more formal. Is kind of what you're saying. It, it was pretty formal at the time. I mean, we had backing from Red Bull and uh, Electronic Arts was was our main funder. Right. With okay. The Team Need for Speed thing we were trying to market for them. Oh. Okay. And, and so we had big corporate backing, but yeah, dude, we were a bunch of knuckleheads <laughs> <laughs> trying to act like we're professional right on right on. and it would slip out you know every now and then oh, okay okay slip okay. out how though uh, just uh, people would have too many drinks at night and oh and, yeah uh, i mean i guess as long as you keep it off the track you're fine uh, things would carry over sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> which we're trying to like draw it out of you but it's okay i'm, I'm genuinely trying to remember because it was so long ago yeah okay. i was actually pretty well behaved at the time okay. I, I uh my, my relatively friends, speaking <laughs> mark and eric from twin servo motorsports you know anything stupid that i did would reflect on them and so oh, okay I, I really you know to this day we really care about each other so i i, I made sure to yeah keep my nose clean oh mm-hmm. that makes um, sense but i i see some other shenanigans but <laughs> like the stuff some of the drivers would pull off, uh, just bringing girls back to the trailers. Oh, just yeah. Just alcohol everywhere. Right um, on. Yeah, th- it was just. Sounds like a blast. I it mean, was, sounds it sounds like, like, you know, basketball in the 80s. You know, <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a good sort analogy. Of the same thing, right? Will like, Chamberlain was 20,000 uh, yeah, girls that he's yeah, been with. Or whatever, like doing yeah. coke in the locker yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That type. Not <laughs> so, saying that they were doing so, coke. But. Yeah. Uh, Mike. With Dad, Mad Mike, he's really professional, man. Like he never did things that he shouldn't have been doing. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's a role model. But our other driver, Matt Powers, that that dude was the. the I mean, the, with a name like the, that, the party man. Yeah. <laughs> that just sounds like he yeah. needs to be party. I mean, dude, dude was fun to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. No, you definitely need that. Those people in your life every once in a while. Maybe not your whole life, right. but but that enters a good period. But so you did one year in Formula mm-hmm. D and then moved on. Why, why, why did you move on from Formula D? Um, I, I didn't actually choose to. They, uh, it was like a corporate deal. Oh, uh, okay. I, I guess what the information that came down to me was that at first they wanted to start with a small team and start to build it up. Oh, uh, okay. And they felt that that was taking too much time, too much money. So what they did is they got rid of the whole package that they had yeah and they just wrote a check to an operating team oh like, gotcha. a check, run yeah. our decal and you're now our team right mm-hmm. and that's kind of how they operate it, now it, everything's huh? kind of gone that way yeah now. the customer racing programs I, and I, such. Yeah, i hear a lot of that it, yeah it was around the time that things shifted in that direction yeah there, there was other stuff behind the scenes that was not good that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know someone was stealing money that was coming down from the team and th- oh. that should have arrived to the team and the money never made it there and some vacations oh. happened. And oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Funny enough, like the dude that jacked that money, I recently saw him work in front of the company. I'm like, oh my God, like, how are you not burned? Like, <laughs> oh my God. People I mean, forget so quick, man. Yeah, yeah. dude. One thing oh I, my God. I mean, we yeah. talked about a few episodes ago, we talked about somebody who was guilty of uh, taking right. some money. Mm-hmm. And it's people a, forget. Dude. Yeah, like, man. Like a year or two goes by, no one cares. It's like, uh, it, yeah. I mean, and it's, I feel like. If I did something like that, I wouldn't survive it professionally, right? right? Like, I'd be, like, ostracized by – if I did it for, like, the software companies that I work for. Yep. 
But I mean, maybe, maybe not. You know, maybe I mean, a year down the, the line, of it like, that you yeah. carry with you, right? Yeah, as long as you don't care about it, kind of like kind of like, erases it. Yeah, kind of like my homie that wouldn't admit that he shit his pants. Right. You know, right, kind of right, like right, just right. just right. will it out of the universe, <laughs> and it never happens. <laughs> yeah. Brown spot on ass yeah. and all, <laughs> yeah. and it's just it's not there. But anyway, let, moving on in your pursuit for <laughs> racing, okay. right? Let's start moving into more of your racing. Um, you did mention a story of you how you almost went to West Africa. To generate funds, right? Um, <laughs> With a Nigerian prince, <laughs> or <laughs> no? Okay, because I goofy friend from Indiana. Okay, okay. Tell us better. that story because right. I, I want to hear more about this. Well, I, I have another story I didn't tell you of how I actually made money to go racing. Okay, but uh, go for that one. So you want that one first? Sure. Okay. So uh, I I grew up uh, boxing. My my most of my youth. I oh spent really? A lot of time at boxing gyms and then got into kickboxing muay thai okay and so one of the things we would always do is they make us flip tires okay and at one point i i wanted a heavier tire and so I, I drove around trying to find a place and eventually i did found a place that hooked me up with the tire and they had a, a big old container full of big old earth mover tires yeah and, and the guy says take any tire that you want dude like i have to pay to recycle these and i was like what do you mean i said like, can i take all of them and he says yeah dude take all of them this is Right at the peak of the CrossFit stuff. <laughs> I was gonna oh, say, oh, yeah, man. the three hundred, <laughs> yeah. the three hundred movie uh -huh. started that shit, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, really, can I take all of them? He's like, yeah, dude, get all, get all of them out of here, save me some money. I was like, yeah, I'll be back because I had a trailer at the time. So right. I went home. Grabbed my truck and trailer, came back and just took as many tires as I could throw in the trailer. So you were selling that shit, weren't you? Dude, I was slanging them on Craigslist. Oh my god, like, I couldn't get enough tires. Really? Like he linked me up with a bunch of his contacts to take all of their Earth Mover tires, and I was yeah. just slanging them and delivering them to every CrossFit gym. How much that were you is. selling? Uh, awesome. Uh, Fifty bucks for the little ones, one hundred twenty for the big ones, and that I would charge them. That is a awesome. Forty forty dollar delivery fee. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, and that's clap, clap how for I sure. Indeed. man clap oh, indeed I, I, like it's a double win because one you know you're you're earning money for racing and two you're hustling the crossfit people and yeah. you're doing <laughs> it with car products or vehicle products right so it's like it's getting those recycling. tires clean must have <laughs> sucked yeah. i hired my brother to do that oh you cleaned them yeah, I, I was. Oh, cleaning them. so you yeah. sold them already clean? Yeah, dude, they had nails in them. Some had like cow shit. Oh, in them. <laughs> okay. So yeah, oh, my brother my. and I got a pressure washer. And Damn, so there's some that's, work that, that. Yeah, yeah, that's probably more than I would have done yeah, for sure. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No cleaning fees, huh? That's no. I just wanted to deliver a solid product. Damn. Very nice. It's actually really cool. I met a lot of cool people through that. Yeah, I'm sure, man. That's that's funny. And how did that? It, it just ended because you ran out of tires. No, I uh, I started. I got a job at Magnaflow R and D. Okay, oh, and nice. it just took up so much of my time. Right, that I, I couldn't do it anymore, and I was making enough money there that I didn't need it. Right, right. And so what I try to do is, um, I try to hand it over to my brother. Yeah, ask him if he wanted to take over. My brother's like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> it's too much work. <laughs> I don't want to deal with all those people. Yeah, yeah. I gotta have to have two phones. I look like a drug dealer with two phones. Uh, right. One of them was for my tire cells. I'm just slanging rubber, was, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm slanging tractor tires. Dude. <laughs> Chill. So West Africa, back to the West, West Africa. Africa. Yeah. So I, I was already racing and slanging tires at that okay. point. Nice. But, uh, you know, Honda challenge was not enough. I wanted to go do IMSA and I'm trying to scheme and come up on ways to do this. And I have this crazy friend named Grant who's got all kinds of wild ideas. And he, he was working in oil in an oil rig at the time. And somehow he ended up in Africa doing some oil rig stuff. And he comes back and he says, Hey dude, so there's all these Chinese boats, like giant container ships. Yeah. And whenever they're done with them, they um, take them to a beach in Africa, 
and they just dump them there, dude, because no one's regulating it. Wow. They literally just ditch them there. They ditch empty containers in Africa? No, no, no ships. Like, like the ships. Oh. They carry the containers. They just dump them in West Africa. Really? Uh-huh. Okay, so they just beach them, and then that's right, it? They beach them, and they're out. Yeah, and there's no one regulating it. Interesting. Oh, that's crazy. I, allegedly. I never went there. Okay, okay, okay. So he calls me up, and he says, hey, man, so you know how to weld and cut with torches? You're handy with all the metal stuff, so I know you want to go pro racing, and you need some money, so what if we get passports, we get some equipment into West Africa, and we cut up these ships, we sell the metal to recycle it, and the... Uh, the local government is paying anyone who will get rid of these ships. So we'll rake money from the government. We'll make money from the from the, the metal and the scrap. And, uh, you know, I'll come back and buy a house. You can go racing. And, and But it, it never materialized. But this is, you know, the, the extinct the, the grind. depths. That yeah. You have <laughs> go. to be I got to race you, Mocker. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting metal. Yeah. Yeah. Recycling. Just, just wait till I get that Chinese Bro. boat, Schumacher. Yeah. I'm going to get yeah. you, dude. <laughs> I'm three boats away. I'm <laughs> popping you. <laughs> oh, so many more boats. <laughs> Your ass is mine. <laughs> In like the Sahara Desert right. and shit. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck this boat. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my like my imagination goes wild. I, I was trying to think of like I was thinking West Africa's gotta be dangerous, right? Like I mean I could defend myself from one person, but what if you get attacked and I'm like, hey Grant, can we mount like a 50 cal on back on the back of a Toyota or like, like what <laughs> well, do we do? How do we keep these do, people right? at bay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, it was just yeah. That's it, you got to be willing to hustle that deep. Yeah. If you want to make it in racing and Damn. don't have a dad signing checks for you. Yeah. That is nuts. I mean, how close did you guys get to actually executing on that plan or idea? Uh, we were trying to get permits for this. We were oh shit, yeah, okay. applying for passports. Uh, we're trying to figure out what kind of truck we can get our hands on once we were in Africa because we didn't have the money to export a truck. Uh, yeah. yeah, we put some time into this. We we were really trying to figure this out, but yeah, both of us just didn't have enough to yeah to actually <laughs> get out there. That's wild though. That is wild. It was, like you know, there's. There's high thoughts, right? Where mm -hmm, like you kind of mm -hmm. have a thought in the shower, <laughs> mm -hmm, and then it's like, then oh, this like would be a good idea. Smoking high yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, let's damn. call them shower thoughts, right? <laughs> let's, let's call them shower thoughts. <laughs> and then you know, and, and then nothing happens. But this is something that you guys legitimately pursued. Oh yeah, we and would then have just kind of the plan didn't work out. Like, all right, dude, lunch meeting, <laughs> business meeting. We got to figure this out. And oh, man, we're sitting there drawing racks for the trucks and torches. And so I think a lot of people go through. I don't, I don't know. Now hearing this, I don't know if you've gone through this. A lot of people go through, like, they start driving, mm -hmm. and then they, they realize they can do it. Right. And then there's a point in which you realize you can compete. Okay. Right? So what did that transition look like for you from when you started driving till you getting enough confidence to say, I can win at stuff? Uh, it goes back to my unrealistic expectations. I figured I was just ready from the get-go. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I figured yeah. based on what I've like been hearing. I, I never uh, – like eventually when I made it to comp school, I, I realized how lost I was. Right, right. in my mind, I was ready to beat all of them. Right. Like, yeah, you just need to give me my license so I can collect these titles. But I was so wrong. Yeah, but you yeah. need to have that. It, that, it never goes away. Like yeah. In, in my mind, I still feel that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you're just educated. There's limitations. But <laughs> I, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's it, it, it's <laughs> some of the racing stuff. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. Right. So you never, like, I mean, there's obviously, I'm not saying that there was any point of self-doubt. Yeah. But so there was, there was no point, even after comp school, when you mm -hmm. kind of realized that there were some shortcomings. Right. 
um, there wasn't any point where you thought, you know, okay, maybe I'm not ready to compete yet. I'm going to take some time to get to a certain level and then I'm going to kick ass. It was always money, 100% money, money, money. It yeah. was just getting just, money. I need to find money. Right. Yeah. Oh, so that was your limitation almost mm-hmm. then. So I think Absolutely. the thing was then with you is that your skill always exceeded your pockets. I, I like, I tell myself that at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I always, I mean, obviously when I started, I was no good and you have to learn this as, as you guys are right, right. going mm-hmm. through this, but in thanks man. It, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, we look for all opportunities. <laughs> believe me. For, oh, the, for the lash. <laughs> Roger that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, where was I? I lost my train of thought. After <laughs> my <roast>. bad, dude. <laughs> you look for all opportunities and... Uh, in whoever do I know? T- totally lost it. Uh. Um, I kind of lost it, too. Yeah. Right? yeah. I forgot I got roasted yeah. so hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in oh, my, what's the turning point for? Yeah, we were talking you, about the turning point, yes. when, you know, and you look, and we were talking about how money right. sort of exceeded your skill uh, right. or the lack of money, right? Um, and so, you know, you've essentially always had the confidence, um, right. but I guess, I guess, what was once you got into comp school and realized that there were some things that you needed right. to learn, right? How long? How long did it take you to ramp up from those, you know, those things that you had to learn? And then you were like, okay, n- I'm good. And what is comp school? That's the competition school. Okay. So, so there is a school w- for yes. you take yeah. so you can do wheel to wheel, essentially. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yes. So there was never a moment that I wanted to stop. I, mm-hmm. I knew that there were things to get into. To get into comp school, you have to meet a certain criteria. Right. I completely lied about it. I didn't meet the criteria. Oh. And this is before the s- smartphone days. And okay. And uh, I looked at the uh, prerequisites online, and I realized I don't have any of it. Yeah. So I just made up my own resume. I shipped it in. Really? I had never driven at Willow Springs before, and I went into comp school. And at Willow Springs? Uh-huh, on the big track. Wow. I, bar- I didn't have a car. So I borrowed my friend's wife's Lexus, and that's how I went to comp school. <laughs> a full-blown s- grocery getter automatic <laughs> oh IS-300, yeah. Oh, wow. <coughs> and, um, yeah, I, like, totally lied about it. I got in. They, uh, You know, at the time, you didn't do research like you do today on your right, phone. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. So, so th- they didn't call you on your bullshit when you got there and showed up? No, like, I just – What year I was this? Do you remember? It was 2010 is when I got my license okay. from NASA. Yeah, it, dude, they were tough at the time, too. Like, they oh, were hard wow. on you. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I for sure was, like, the – slowest dumbest dude there and uh yeah i just had to like bullshit my way through the whole thing and i picked it up along the way i, I, right. I so i had been racing carts so i understood racecraft at that right point. Okay. right but you know like when you go from a cart to a, a full-size sedan and the shocks are moving and you're leaning over it's, yeah. it's so different mm-hmm. and god willis springs seems so big you know, yeah, going a little Adam's cart track to <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm in full-on comp school with right. these crazy Egomaniacs and comp school is a weekend. Yeah, it's a weekend. Saturday, and so Sunday. you got through the weekend and you passed. Yeah, I passed. Wow. And so my best friend did it with me. I convinced him to lie on his application. We both did it. Okay. He didn't even want to race, and I talked him into it. That's how down he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up doing like two or three Honda Challenge races with me, and he's like, "I've had enough of this." Oh uh, wow. Like he never even okay. wanted to do it, but uh, he was just down to roll with me, down to mm, kick yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. funny. Okay. Yeah, but I got him to go that deep, so it's just pretty cool. Wow. Um, yeah, dude. So that's such th- a I racer story. I feel like all racers have a story like this. Like, 
you can't cheating or lying to get into something. This is a white lie, you know. It, it, dude, it's just another boundary you gotta yeah. knock through. Yeah, you yeah, to get there, you can't let anything stop you. Just and gotta be driven, essentially. Yeah, yeah pardon the yeah, pun. Yeah, everything but. is just another step you gotta get through. So right, you got your right, license. Right. I did. And then in 2010, <clears throat> but you didn't have a car yet. So I had bought uh, my best friend and I had bought okay. my first CRZ. Our first CRZ actually still his. Okay. And uh, we started putting that together. I was working for the Formula D team at the time, so I was, right. I was pretty handy with fabrication. I had been through a couple of race teams at this point. Yeah. And I didn't have the money to buy a car, which is the, the cheaper route, actually, than, than building. Yes. But because I worked at Twins Turbo Motorsports, and they had so many high-end race cars coming through there. Yeah. And these, these ballers, dude, with these really nice, like, Viper Comp Coupes and Porsches. Yeah. Every time new stuff comes out, they don't want the old shit anymore, so they put the new stuff on them. You just throw out the old stuff, and wow. I tell my pros at times, I was like, "Hey man, what's up with that steering wheel? What's up with that seat? Yeah, hey, you know that suppression system. What are you doing <laughs> with that?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, they don't want it. Just take it." So I was just kind of picking up the scraps from these really nice races. So, like right. if you look in my Honda, you know it's a tiny little car, but it's got a huge AccuSump on it. And yeah, I'm wondering why is the AccuSump so big? Because it's from a Dodge Viper. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> So I just made it fit in there. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of it doesn't make sense. You're like, yeah. oh, that's overkill. Like, why would you get that? It's so expensive. Uh, it's just free, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, like tire, one. like your tractor yeah, tires. Yeah, tractor tires, right? Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> you got tractor tires yeah. on the CRX? So yeah. yeah, shit. What if I could? Wow. wow. That's awesome. Yeah. But, dude, tires for the CRX, um, for any of you bro kids like me out there, if you go to Button Willow at the end of a NASA weekend or SCCA, these rich dudes just go through sets of tires like yeah no other they don't know how to check them they don't know how good they are they just leave them at the tire station in the back dude like you could pick up some pretty decent tires there really and, yeah i'd hang out there like at the end of the weekend i'd go over there and pick yeah. up some fresh toyos and, and at the time we were racing on ra1s and honda challenge i picked up a few sets from there nice um i found this other dude in mid-ohio that uh so mid Ohio, I, I guess it's like the Honda test track, yeah, right? The Honda R and D that's yeah. out there, right? Mm -hmm. So they test all kinds of stuff, and when they're done with it, they just toss the tires. Well, there's a dude out there who picks them up, like I would pick up the CrossFit tractor tires, yeah, yeah, and he sells them on. He doesn't even have a website; he just does it over his phone. Wow. And someone linked me up with him, so he would sell me race slicks for forty bucks a pop. Damn. And so I was, you know, back and forth with that guy picking up tires. I was picking up tires from the, the tires, the the dump at. Button Willow. <laughs> button Willow, yeah. Okay, Button Willow. Yeah, just making it happen. Over. And like, so I've noticed that <clears> you know you you've, you're pretty resourceful, right? But with being that being resourceful, it sort of comes with having to have a network to, you know, pull from. Right. Um, and it seems like you've always had a big network around you somehow. Do yeah. you? Is that something you you <clears> think you kind of just lucked out with? Or or were you intentionally looking for these connections to keep you going? No, it's pure luck. Pure it's luck. It's just absolute luck. Dude. Yeah. Like blessing that I received. Like the first race cars I ever worked on, um, I was 15 at the time. I was hanging out at my uncle's shop, and it was just a auto mechanic on one side and body shop in the other. And right. Just Camrys and Honda Civics and just regular stuff. Uh, four garage bays down, there was a uh, Formula Atlantic team. Okay. Which at the time is it was like an Indy Lights. Right. Like the feeder series for the Indy Champ Car, what's now the Indy Car series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and that was like literally next to my uncle. And wow. that was my introduction to race cars. Oh, so I had a nice shop then. No, no, no. His his shop was mediocre. It's just that those guys They were just there. Happened to be yeah. there. Wow. So yeah, that there's is a lot of motorsports stuff in Santa Ana that's kind of hidden. Oh, mm -hmm. really? 
yeah um what's his name uh gurney's who's there like Oh, okay. Yeah, really? Gurney. Santa Ana. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's actually a lot of race stuff in Santa Ana. Interesting. I didn't know that. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just uh, to your point then, so that's by being in Santa Ana, you were uh-huh. lucked out that your uncle's shop was there, so uh-huh. to speak, right? And you right. were able to just walk over and see a real race team's mm-hmm. shop mm-hmm. to kind of build that network to John's point. Right place, right time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. I, I literally just walked over there, hung out by the door, and I asked him if I could hang out. And he said, yeah, sure you can hang out you're the guy's nephew from down there I'm like, yeah. yeah so yeah you can hang out and at one point one of the guys needed a wrench and i kind of snuck in there and handed him the wrench yeah and then another wrench and then next thing i know i had my hands on the car oh and they realized i was pretty handy i could do a lot of stuff and it was free labor for them oh <laughs> for sure yeah they were yeah got a guy handing me just just handing so having the, someone hand you tools is yeah, so it's nice big, so it's yeah. yeah yeah i'd clean them polish everything up and yeah. just make sure they would let me come back in and yeah, it went from that to them teaching me how to align these things, how to separate the gearbox and and engine from the the, the bulkhead and the the tub. And yeah. But yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool, man. Kind of a cool little blessing I got there. Yeah, like I mean, so it's I sort didn't of do an anything to earn start. that. I just kind of walked into it. I mean, it seemed like you did because you were handing them tools, you were cleaning stuff up. You were an intern, know, their intern, yeah, their shop guy. Yeah. You were well mannered <laughs> enough. Yeah. Actually, they had a, a drive. I mean, obviously, it's all paid drivers for that kind of stuff. But one of the guys, I, I remember he would roll in. I think this is why I like Viper so much. He'd roll in in his Viper to check on his race car. Okay. And he'd just do a fat burnout every time he left. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this fucking guy. Like, one of these days. Yeah, one, one of these days. days. Sell enough tires. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the list. Schumacher, <laughs> Viper. Viper, Viper douchebag. <laughs> He's actually pretty cool. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't hating. I was just envious. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So okay. this dude bought a shifter cart. And he would, you know, he would train with the shifter cart. And the, the guys at the shop were really cool and a little bit irresponsible, obviously, because they let me in. And so whenever this dude was out of town, they said, hey, since we can't pay you, you want to drive the shifter cart? Oh, I'm like, wow. yeah, for sure, dude. So they'd fire it up and let me rip it around the alley. Like, it, you know, thinking back at it, dude, it was it's wild. so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a helmet? No, you no helmet. <laughs> no. You old man. I mean, no, we, yeah, we grew up because we're all on, like, 30s mid mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. to mid 30s yeah. Mm-hmm. uh yeah dude back then it was i mean everyone was on like pocket bikes with no helmet right like, right, right yeah <coughs> it was sure. it was sure. wild but mm-hmm. so up until recently now you don't work your your job isn't in motorsport or automotive right anymore. so but it, it this is the first job like i guess in the last year or so mm-hmm. is that yeah. right yeah, within the year. that you're not in automotive right. or motorsport um, did that weigh on you at all? Like having to work on automotive and having sort of a hobby or pursuing a career in racing or were you just passionate enough to enjoy both things? Uh, there were times that it did, uh, especially when we were carrying the formula D team, we had other programs going on. Right. And so <clears throat> yeah, there, there were times that I wouldn't go home at night. I would just stay at the shop, work all night and come the weekend. I, if I had the weekend off, I, I really didn't want to work on my car. Yeah. Um, but there's the cons to it. Like now that I'm away from it, yeah, I, I don't have, I can't just make stuff for my car at work. Right. <laughs> yeah. Working at all these after, after hours, right? Yeah. The after hours, uh-huh. actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> wink, wink after yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had this, uh, this, this boss at, uh, when I used to work for Vance and Hines Exhaust, um, this dude, uh, had just finished his master's degree and they, they hired him and he was like the engineer. And the dude was so clueless. He was a nice guy, but he was pretty mm-hmm. clueless. Mm-hmm. And so they would hand me these projects, dude, and I would, they'd give me like three weeks. I could finish them in two days, and I would just hide them in this closet that I had. 
Okay. And the rest of the time, I just machine parts for my race cars and my friends' race cars. Nice. And I remember one time I had a shifter on the lathe, and I was machining the shifter, and he walks in. He's like, hey, what's up, man? What are you working on? And I'm like, oh, dude, this is a fixture for the new Harley-Davidson Dyna. Like, blah, blah, blah. Just, like, made up some knowledge. He's like, ah, I think it looks sick, and he's out of there. And I was like, dude, I can't believe I got away with that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know dude, shit. It only, it only got worse from that. Uh, uh-huh. Jeez. Very nice. So so you're in a completely different industry. Yeah, we're what? in aerospace now. So okay, okay. Bring my race car parts on the <laughs> so on the corporate side or still on the floor and no, kind I'm of still on the floor. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm still involved machine, in welding. Yeah, yeah machine, machine welding. Work. Okay, yeah. okay, very cool. That's nice. So you drive the Civic Type R for Auto Fashion USA. Yes, sir. Um, which you know, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but then I have heard rumors that oh, I'd boy. like to confirm with you. Okay. And the rumors are that you beat out somebody. Uh, for that position, who decided to make a lot of noise after you had already gotten that driver's seat? Uh, no. Well, I don't even know if I beat the person out. Okay. I think this person assumed that I beat them out. Okay. Because there's actually two of them. Two? Oh, uh, there's two people. Yeah, there's two people that I guess were lobbying for this. I didn't even know <laughs> about these what people. What a fucking or... flex. Look at this guy. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not, it's not <laughs> that. Just... It's just... <laughs> It, it's how it started is that it wasn't necessarily that auto fashion wanted to race because they do car shows that's right yeah, yeah. that yeah. seems to be their only thing i thought that's what right. they only did <laughs> yeah that's that's their their bread and butter and so they contacted me through another friend uh they had a jam up with an engine swap they were doing the night before they needed to be at sema the header didn't fit right and so middle of the night i was able to open my shop at benson highs and fix their header oh and, and okay make it fit yeah and after that i started helping them with their show cars and they wanted to get they into this more of a blend hot rod machining and metal work into imports like Japanese imports. Right. Mm. And so I started working with them on that and we worked together for like six years on a bunch of different projects. Oh, this is a long and relationship. S- right. Yeah. And along the way they started coming to the racetrack with me and seeing what I was doing and right. they were trying to support me with everything they could. And at, at one point they got really into it and they mentioned, Hey, you know, we should, we really want to do this at one point. We want to get into racing. And since we have you, we might as well do this together. Right. And so it's been a long time coming. Yeah. And when it was announced that we were doing this, apparently some people were upset that I beat them to the ride, but they really don't know the backstory and how it all came yeah, together. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like there's no, there's no question. I mean, somebody you've invested <coughs> six years with. Right. It, yeah. It's not like I was just driving a car and they picked me out. It, it really wasn't like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, the, the way I understood it was in that way that there was essentially sort of you got picked out based on your skill and someone was a little envious that they didn't. Uh, they were definitely envious, but, but it wasn't, it had nothing to do with the skill, man. It was just mm-hmm. the relationship of working together and helping each other. I had been helping them and they wanted to do something for me. And, right. And that helps, you know, both of us. It puts our shop out there. It's a new market for them and it puts me out in a, you know, time attack, which is a, a different right racing deal for me. And they were they made comments that you know they deserved the seat because they were a better <laughs> driver. Um, yeah, I'm sure they did. Yeah, um, and you just ignored it all. Yeah, I just ignored it. I yeah, mean, yeah. at the time, I was a, a bit upset because they actually harassed my girlfriend about it. Oh, really? Yeah, so really? They yeah. threw like the family in. What? Yeah, on this she, shit. Uh, what a she's bitch. the uh, announcer for Global Time Attack. She's a girl on the mic. Uh, yeah. Okay. And so they harassed her about it while she was on a restroom break. She was running downstairs from the tower to the. Oh the yeah, that would piss anyone off. Uh-huh. So I was upset about that. All the guys on the team were really upset about it, and. I just you gotta keep your cool and stuff like that, man. Yeah. Like there's a live stream, there's sponsors. Like Auto Fashion has a lot of people oh, for backing sure. them, and you can't act out. I think I mean uh, you have fight experience, 
that keeps you calm in those situations. Think so? Yeah. Mm. The more I think the more trained you are as a fighter, the more confident you are that if something were to go down, you could handle yourself. That's an interesting point. So nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you don't you don't take that shot. Right. Um Th- there was nothing there to prove. I mean, yeah. That too. I mean, you there already got only, the position, so yeah. It was. It's only for me to throw away now. So yeah, exactly, right, exactly. So, which is probably what they were trying to antagonize. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, if they come at you again, just send me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got your back too. Yeah. Well, we'll, it, we'll keep I it off camera. Five foot nothing of me, but whatever. <laughs> Dude, I wasn't the issue. It was the guys in the team? The mechanics were upset about it. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. And, and then you know, word got out about it, and other friends found out. And they're like, if I catch him, we're gonna, like, guys, just chill out. Just, yeah. It's I mean, not I, worth I'm it. pretty sure I heard this story before <clears throat> I really knew you. Really. Yeah. Wait, was it on blast on social or something? No, or? no, oh, it's just, just the drama, just the, the network of people that the, I've talked the to. The garage drama at yeah, the event. Yeah, like it makes it to one person, makes it to and the other, and obviously I, I had people the story saw wrong. It happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the the details and the, the backstory people don't know because I I didn't want to make a thing about it. Yeah, but it became a thing, and yeah. And, and now you're the driver. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. it's I, a I just told myself from here on out, I, I should expect people to be. Oh, upset for sure. The higher about, you go, yeah. Yeah, I told myself like anything good you do from now on, you should probably expect someone to be upset about it because they also want it. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, there's always gonna. Be, I mean, if you don't have haters, you're <clears throat> probably doing something wrong. That's true. You know. Yeah. There's I, always gonna be those people. It's mm-hmm. a little tough when you're on the receiving end of the hate, especially when you're like nice to people and some. Right. Uh, right. Right. Yeah, but I That's mean. That's true. I mean, it's, I mean, you've got some pretty thick skin, I imagine. If you've explained everything with your life has gone on up to this point, so I guess I wasn't expecting it in motorsports for some reason. It's like uh, the one okay. thing in my life that's been good. And that was kind of going to be my next question. In that, you know, have have you ever had any conflicts that came out of the racetrack, be it a race, right? Other than this, right? Because there's a lot of ego in motorsport, right? So, but for the most part, it seems like everyone is very supportive of each other. Um, as far as when I've been racing, no, it's, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I've upset some people on the track before that I, I passed and they felt I was too aggressive and they came over to complain to me. Yeah. Uh, I had one guy who thought I was driving a different car and he came over yelling at me, trying to fight me about it. And I, I literally trolled him, made him laugh. And now the guy's my homie. Oh, <laughs> so, so you, you know, the guy in the Miata that I pushed in that video. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. him. Oh, yeah, okay. So now we're super cool. Like you can just, Oh, so he got mad me. about that bump. No, no. He oh. got mad at someone else that hit him oh, from another okay. Honda challenge car. Hit him. Yeah. 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 It, it, it was pretty bad. They hit him. It was uncalled for. And yeah. He had a good reason to be upset, but he picked, he thought I was the guy driving that car. And I just kind of made him laugh about, found a way to make him laugh about it and de-escalate it. Yeah. Now we're cool. There's just no sense in it, man. Like we yeah. put so much effort, so much time and money to be there. Like don't beef with someone there. Don't be upset. Yeah. You got a good head on your shoulders, man. That's, yeah. you know, it's it, very every, mature. Every moment there is, is precious. And I understand that. Like just to give you an idea, Sometimes it, it it doesn't feel real to me. Like yeah, I was at Mid Ohio racing, and, yeah. and there was another time that I flew to um, what's it called? Uh, I was in Italy at the uh, Milan circuit. Nor- oh, so in um, uh, Modena. I was in Imola, and oh Imola. Dude, okay, so I was okay. like flying out to Imola, and in the middle of my flight, I just like get lost in thought. Like, dude, I used to sleep in a meth house on the floor. Like, yeah, almost. I got nearly shot at one time while sleeping there because my dad was so spun out on meth and now i'm like flying to racetracks in europe like this is surreal like i 
Oh, for it's sure. Sometimes Wait, I, I feel it's like it's good I'm to have that perspective. That's the Ferrari racetrack where they test uh-huh. drive their their new um, cars. Per my Enzo well, yeah. research. Yeah, that's, that's uh, El Fiorano. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. But, but okay, it's, okay, it's okay, all okay. in, in uh, Yeah, in, in the Bologna, northern Italy. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah right. in the province there, yeah. Yeah, like the time I was racing at Mid-Ohio, like such a legendary track. I remember yeah. I was out on the pits just kind of looking up and down and sizing the cars up, and I'm just like, dude, what am I doing here? Like, I'm yeah. homeless. <laughs> that's the, no yeah. good for you, man. So, that's so, I think everything you've yeah. shared today kind of explains where you're at, where you're at. What were you driving in Imola? I, actually, I, I was just out there on a trip. Oh, uh, but, okay. I, but I got to walk around the track. Check I, out the see. Museums I and, see. I see. I see. But even that feels so like it's surreal, out right? Of touch to where yeah. my life was headed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, Very nice. So, uh, so <clears throat> in your pursuit of you know money, as you start progressing, you start getting sponsors, right? And for right. the CRX, I think your title sponsor is D and D Refrigeration. D and D Refrigeration. Yeah. So how how does how does that work? How does sponsors work? Like. I, from from your end and their end, right? So, like, mm-hmm. what do you, what are your responsibilities <clears throat> as a sponsored driver, and what are the title sponsors' responsibility in the, in this case? So the the D and D is kind of a special case. Yeah. Uh, so I don't own that car. That's not my CRX. Okay. I, I, it's a friend's car that I, I race with him. Right. So long story we can get into but yeah dnd refrigeration is one of his best friends oh and okay i i'm assuming he needed like a tax write-off or something <laughs> yeah because i was like wait you mean like acs yeah, and yeah, okay ACs. interesting and he likes to come out to the track drink beer and yell at us while we're racing he really enjoys it like, i'm your sponsor and we need it yeah right we needed tools we needed the alignment the string yeah yeah deal when they were trying to borrow one he's like what do you mean you're gonna borrow one how much is that order that right now oh and so he started paying for a bunch of our tools he's like put my name on the hood and He's just this really cool old school guy. <laughs> oh, that kind of tells yeah. you what to do, but so it's, it's, for your own, it's for your own good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a whole. But dude, none of them are traditional. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, man, that's with I, every single sponsor I, at least I've ever had. It comes through someone that you know that likes you and believes in you. And, right. And they most of the time, man, they have no benefit backing me. Yeah, and okay. they just do it because they care, and I really appreciate them. Oh, that's cool, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it seems that way, like. Yeah, it really is. It's hard to make um, money through those sponsorships. And I, I try, like uh, Sparko, who's been backing me for a few years. They've been more than generous. I try to, you know, help out on social media and create content here and there. Right. And mm-hmm. Show the stuff that I get. But, but there's no obligation from them for you to do that. <clears throat> nah, man, they're super cool. They just yeah. tell me do your thing. Wow, that's just, yeah. just be a race car mm-hmm. driver. Yeah, I thought they were gonna trip on my long hair. They're like, no, 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 do do you? Oh, well, that'd be yeah. weird. Someone else did. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I had another potential safety gear sponsor. They didn't like that you had long hair? No, they literally turned me down. They said, hey, man, the whole, like, rock star thing. Are they from said, California? Uh, yeah, they are. That's weird. Yeah, yeah they, tr- they turned the me down. They said, thing. yeah, we don't like that. And I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. And then Sparkle comes through. And I talked to him about it. It's like, hey, man, the, like, the image, like, can I what if I curse like what if something like that happens I'm like we don't care like you, you do you like be yourself yeah and that's how it yeah. needs to be man right wow <clears throat> yeah. what year was this uh, a year and a half ago oh my <laughs> god <laughs> Dude, you'd be surprised that's wow so uh, maybe they just didn't want me and that was the excuse right, right. I that's mean a, I feel yeah. like I could come up with a better excuse yeah that's a I mean? lazy like, ass cop out yeah seriously <laughs> yeah. your hair bro yeah. like you're a rock star of all things too like we don't like the rock star yeah, vibes like, which, like fucking I, nerds I, I didn't want it either I <laughs> yeah. actually did it for like a hair donation thing like yeah a that's for me to have so it. what the, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow it's even for like a good cause and they're like kind of I should have explained that 
right. Yeah, well, right, I had right. fun with it along the way. It's not like I didn't enjoy it. But sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed the attention along the way. But uh-huh, uh-huh. So you haven't yeah. always had long hair? It was just... Uh, I've had it twice. I've had uh, it once okay. or twice and have donated it. Oh, mm. that's nice. I'll probably be able to do it one more time before I get gray hair. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and <then> it's worthless. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, my girlfriend's man. over it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's it. over the long she hair. She likes the corporate look. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, well, I think we're going to get into some segments and get okay. a little creative with you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> some of them you might be familiar with. So we're going to start with the draw report. Okay. And what the draw report is, it's uh, essentially fuck, marry, kill for cars. Okay. So draw stands for demolition derby, rent, or own. Okay. And I'm going to give you three cars. Okay. And you get to <clears throat> choose what you want to do with each. And for renting... It's like a weekend. You get a weekend with the car. So rent, demolition, and own. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. the demolition derby, right? Okay. And you also want to win the demo, right? But Okay. So you get three cars. You got the Auto Fashion Civic Type R. Okay. You get the Bean Dog Racing CRX and the Endurance Racing EM1 Civic. Okay. How do you categorize those? Oh, that's tough. I don't want to demo any of those cars. <laughs> um, I, I would... Auto fashion is gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I'm like, are you gonna lose sponsorship from this shit? Like, they're gonna fire me tonight. They're gonna hire. The, they're gonna hire my hater. Motherfucking devil, motherfucking car. Last time I do a podcast. Okay, so the the Civic Type R, that thing's a tank, dude. Okay. I, I demolition Derby, that thing. So, so for the sake yeah, of for the sake of <coughs> winning, for the yeah. sake of winning, you would yeah, demo. Okay, tough, yeah. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It's heavy. It weighs thirty nine hundred pounds. I think. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't know it was that heavy. Yeah, with me in it, it's thirty nine hundred pounds. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So I, I could do some damage. Okay. With that inertia. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like what, like a buck eighty? <laughs> I float around ninety five, two hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, some dude on Instagram would call me Thick Jesus. <laughs> it's like, Yo, it's Thick Jesus on the podium. <laughs> this Cuban dude from the East Coast is like, You Cuban, aren't you? <laughs> no. Think that's gonna stick. That's what's going on the on the special guest caption, Thick Jesus. <laughs> Although it was probably because of the hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hair. yeah. So we'll have to Photoshop some hair. In the <laughs> I'll send you some pictures. Yeah. So right. demo, demo the uh, demo the the type R man. I think it's a tank. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what was it? Rent or I would rent the EM one because Marceau would never sell it to me, <laughs> the, the owner. Okay, he made it and, easy for you. <coughs> right, mm. and own the CRX. They're going up in value, and I have sentimental. What's it called? Yeah, you've been in CRX yeah. for a long time. I love those cars. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. All right, well that was pretty easy. Yeah, they're okay. going up in value. The CRXs. Uh, they are, man. Yeah, all those old Hondas are. Yeah. Going up. Not yeah. the <coughs> I, I bought mine on. for three thousand dollars in uh-huh. two thousand eight. My friends told me I'm an idiot. They're like, you moron! Why'd you pay so much for that car? And yeah. It was really nice, and I tore it all apart to put the cage in it. And they're like, you idiot! You ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now people hit me up like, hey man, what do you want for that car? <laughs> <laughs> the numbers are pretty high. I'm like, I can't believe I might make money off this thing if I ever get rid of it. Right. Yeah. I, I, right. I How much are they car. going for now? A friend of mine sold his for 10k recently. Damn. Uh, str- race spec <laughs> out no, or a street street car? It was clean. Pretty, pretty close to stock. Clean, oh, okay. Yeah, 10 grand. Um. Uh, I'm sure easy. I could turn mine around for 15k right now. 
Sheesh. In, in the state that it is right I didn't now. know. I didn't know that's here. I mean, I know they're getting more rare. I, it's got a lot of stuff in it. Too. Yeah. Mm. It's got that Viper. Um, yeah, the. Coil. <laughs> 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 it's got Porsche parts. Yeah. Viper parts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the parts. It's the parts. Yeah. parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's all in parts. How's that yeah. that titanium. It does have titanium. One of my friends, I won't give his name, was working at Boeing at the time. And he, okay. I guess they had this hardware that they weren't going to use anymore. And he brought it by. And I'm like, yeah, dude, we're going to use that. So it's got like some satellite parts in it. Oh, my God. Like aerospace. Yeah. Like, dude, that's awesome. Like, we just pieced kinds of crap together. Oh, man. That is awesome. All right. Well, I guess that was a lot easier than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I mean, it's, I. At, at 3,900 pounds, I think you'd probably do some damage for sure. Yeah, the, I would reverse it into dudes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> save that radiator. All right. So let's move into <laughs> our next segment. Uh, so this is a special edition of 468. And okay. 468, I run with Randy a lot. And the, the premise is I'm going to play some sounds, and you decide whether it's a four-cylinder, six-cylinder, or eight-cylinder. Okay. But in this case – I'm going to make a bet on this. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it a little simpler. Okay. You don't have to guess. Mm. They're all you don't have to guess if it's a four cylinder, six cylinder, eight cylinder. You just have to give me which Honda it is. OK. okay? That, is that easier? They all sound terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you have experience in them. Mm. Right. Mm. So this Both is where I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not saying that I made it super easy, but OK. So just uh, model. You're saying the model. Just of the model. OK. Just the okay. model of the car. I'm right. I'm all wrong. Mm. <laughs> um, so here is your first go. And I'm going to hit play here. And you got to guess which car it is. That's my CRX. Oh my god. <laughs> is that one of his videos? That is his video. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, I okay. did not think that you were gonna get it that Dude, fast. That car makes my ears hurt. I have custom made earplugs. Oh uh, okay. So that sound is like fried into your brain. Yeah, I'm kinda deaf because of that car. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So you're one for one. Oh, nice, nice. Oh my god, okay. One for there are no prizes, by the way. So <laughs> just, just one just, your company's the prize. <laughs> All right, on to car number two. That's the EM1. (laughs) Two for two. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe it's too easy that I use his car. It drops RPM a certain way when you shift. Yeah, when unique drop. Yeah, when I heard that, I was like. I didn't hear it the first time I was I was running through these, mm-hmm. but when I heard it right now, I was like, "That might be a tell." Yeah, there, there's a unique sound when you shift yeah. and it drops. Yeah. yeah, my EM1, not even any M1. He's like my <laughs> EM1. <laughs> no, it's, it's Marcel's EM1. <laughs> I, okay, uh, yeah, I'm drive, not saying you're claiming on it, drive, but the one right. you drive. Okay, man. All right, N- you're two for two. So on to the last one. Dude, that sounds like a Honda lawnmower. <laughs> three for three. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Three for three. Three for three. <laughs> what a G. What a oh, G, dude, man. Crap, 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 Congratulations. Crap, 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 you are the Honda oh, king, man. Dude, that is you awesome. are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
I haven't mowed a lawn in a long time, so I didn't even realize it was a that lawnmower. That sounds like a Honda lawnmower. <laughs> Dude, that was awesome. Oh, that's a terrible sounding Honda. <laughs> mm-hmm. Three for three. Might be the first three for three, four, six, eight that we've had on the show. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Randy, you got, yeah, you you got made it. Easy. <laughs> we got our work cut out for mm-hmm. us. Man, that's crazy. I did not think you were going to get the lawnmower. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a curveball. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of disappointed in myself, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make it challenging enough. Yeah, I didn't make it challenging enough. Right yeah, I had yeah. to think about it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was hoping to be like, ah, you didn't get your own cars. <laughs> <laughs> Which you've done to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man, whatever. No, he's like, nah, I came to play. I came to play, man. All right, but... All right, so before we get into our next segment, I did want to ask one story. You, so you mentioned on Race, Race FF Pod um, uh-huh. that – actually, you mentioned to me that you had an, an opportunity to race with Ross Bentley. Unfortunately, uh-huh. he, he flipped his car and was right. out of the race. Uh, but you did mention that you started in 149th position uh-huh. and made up 50 spots. Roughly, it's what we counted. So, like, what does – what is that, like, the biggest – sort of position increase that you've had in a single race yeah i mean i've never been in a field that big I okay don't, i don't think we're supposed to have a field that big. it sounds wild it was during the COVID times <laughs> at, at, uh, they, that makes it worse <laughs> <laughs> there was so much wrong with that event. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of death options yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty bad so, so 150 cars on the track 149 they, they had yeah it was like 150 something cars on track it was the uh thunder hill five mile right so, okay you know, big old yeah circuit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I drove out there to drive uh, with a couple friends of mine, and so I'd never been on this track, never seen Thunder Hill. My friend Graham said, "Dude, you're gonna love that place." And yeah, I get there, I'm unloading things, and I, I guess the race was about to start, and the owner says, "Hey, dude, get, get your stuff on. You're going out first. I'm like, "Dude, I've never driven here before." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and so to my benefit, they had uh, three or four yellow laps under caution okay because they were waiting for other cars and they're trying to group together 150 something cars right so i got to learn the track on behind the, the pace car in four laps i mean come <coughs> on that's that's <laughs> that's still a lot to ask i i didn't quite figure it out until right. like deep into my my first stint but uh yeah i i remember um when we went green the field was so big that i was so far away from the front straight i was like four turns back Right. When they went green. Wow. Shit, on the radio, that's crazy. Some people started moving. Like, I got passed, and I'm on the radio. Like, yo, guys, are we green? Are we green? <laughs> uh-huh. It's our shitty radios. Like, no one hears me. Oh, <laughs> and, man. And I say, you know what? If they, bl- I'm going to go for it. If they black me, what are they going to do? P- you know, send me to the back. I'm already there. Right, so, right. So yeah. I just, I just sent it, started passing a bunch of cars. And do the. Yeah, there's a bunch of hills on that track. So as you're getting through it, you can look across the track and see in just a f- sea of cars. Wow. Like, so many cars. Yeah. And, and just every corner, two, three cars. Next straight, two, three cars, two, three cars. Wow. It, it was chaos. And uh, one of my friends in Atlanta has the onboard. And, dude, you need to finish that for me. I know you're going to hear this. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see that for sure. But, uh, yeah, dude, it, it was uh, it was awesome. I love that track. That yeah. was a no, Honda Civic EF. Um, the car was great. Uh, but the Ross Bentley thing. Um, so I ended up in the pit space right next to him and I, I had no idea he was there right and usually like i'm not like a star trek struck kind of person I sorry who is ross bentley he's speed secrets how dare oh. you how dare yeah, you yeah, i'm sorry yeah, i'm yeah. sorry i don't <laughs> think about the authors i'm gonna put randy on timeout after uh, this 
Right on, right on. So okay. Speedster. So he was a okay. IMSA GTP driver, IndyCar okay. driver. Got it, got it, and, got uh, it. Part of the reason I admire him so much is he came up with no funding either, and he and made it pretty oh far wow, in his career. Yeah. So. so you recognized him once you were in the garage next to him? Oh, dude, I saw him. I was like, what the? F-? <laughs> uh-huh. Like, dude, I got to go against this guy. <laughs> yes, right. And uh, usually I, I get excited whenever there's, like, pros that show up to, to some of the pro-am races. Like, I'm really stoked for it because I yeah. get to compete against them. Schumacher's here? I sold enough tires. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> yeah, cutting right. up a boat. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but what I mean by that is when you see the pros, you're like, oh, I get to measure myself. Yeah. Against. Right. Uh, yeah. It, Whereas with Ross, I think just the admiration I had for him. Yeah. yeah. And, and so the the guys on our team were hyping because one of the other teams had a uh, Randy Post in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and you know, excellent driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it didn't really do anything for me i was like oh that, that's cool man just you know one more person to learn from right and then when i saw ross bentley i was like oh my god <laughs> 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 like this dude used to own you on gtp he's gonna kick my ass right now. yeah but yeah that was that was pretty cool um of course i was too shy to go say hi to him but um i i kind of lost track of what happened we had some problems with our car and I thought I was going to get in at the time that he was getting in, so I was really excited for that. And right. using a BMW, that would have blown my doors off on, on top of his skill. Right. But when I came back to check on things, uh, there was a red flag, and <coughs> next thing I know, the, his car gets pulled in, and it had rolled. That's crazy. And I guess someone hit him. Yeah. And, and took him out. And yeah, that that sucks. I, their car got It's crazy that out, yeah. out of 150 cars, it's his. Right. But then it's also not crazy because there's 150 cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So at one point on Sunday, there were six back-to-back red flags. Damn. And during the last red flag, they pulled everyone into the p- hot pit, and they made all the drivers get out of the car and had an impromptu meeting. Oh, wow. yelled at everyone. It, it was chaos. It would go under – people were racing under red, racing under yellow. And oh, so it was, it it was, was just, poorly organized. I, yeah, it was uh, – I think a long time had gone by through the, the COVID – deal and right. people hadn't raced so they were <laughs> everything was rusty. out of practice yeah they were yeah. rusty and they were just desperate to get out there and, and get it and so this was a lucky dog event which yeah is oh, okay a bunch of beat up hondas dude there yeah. were porsche cup cars there oh wow uh, i mean ross bentley was in a really nice bmw there, there were some sick cars at that event yeah because there weren't that many events so right yeah so people were taking whoever, advantage whoever threw it, they were out there <laughs> what does it feel like to make up 50 positions in a race um i didn't really think about it in the moment. I was yeah, just you're not counting them down <laughs> as you as you pass them one, two. I mean. <laughs> a little bit. I, I was kind of <laughs> okay, counting them okay, because yeah. it was outrageous. Yes. Like in, in the yeah. midst of it, I started having a lot of fun. And I started counting them, and I was like, "This is ridiculous." Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and and you know, a, a lot of them are, are might have been first time. I don't know what their sure. experience right. was. Right, but right, right. Let's just say they're all pros. I would have been passed 150 times. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just enjoyed the moment. The yeah. track was so cool. Again, I was just so happy to be there. Right. I was just enjoying the moment. Taking the it's a beautiful track, especially after it rains. It's uh, all the greenery. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I just had a good time. Just really yeah. enjoyed it. We still. Yeah. I definitely. I mean, I want to see that footage though. That's that's cool. You need to have that. Yeah, I do. Seriously, we'll yeah. get it together. How long ago <laughs> was this? This was last November. Oh, okay. Yeah, December, you mentioned COVID. November? That's crazy. Yeah. Was that the f- your first event uh, post-COVID or mid-middle of COVID? No, NASA had oh, a couple okay. things happen. They canceled all the Fontana, Fontana events. Uh, okay. We had one event, two events at Button Willow. Oh, okay. Um, one of our friends does private events at Willow Springs, and so he was still holding those. Oh, okay. I was there, like, every other week <laughs> with him. That's so nice. Yeah. 
but yeah i actually stayed really active through covid i was driving quite a bit yeah but i had to stay hush hush Ah. i mean if it's a private event i mean it's kind of a little easier right than yeah i heard a story about cops showing up to one of them and turning people around but oh really i don't know if it was true yeah allegedly happened at willow springs i guess racetracks are non-essential so once they shut stuff down i guess it wasn't allowed maybe but if it's a private event it's almost like it's almost like you're at your house. But it's like you're having a party. I mean, people call oh. the cops on their neighbors for a party, right? Yeah, right, that's true. Right, right. Who's yeah. going to call it's the almost. cops at Willow Springs, though? <laughs> <laughs> Button Willow timed him out. Those are getting way more events. <laughs> yeah, that might make sense. Yeah, those bastards. Yeah. Oh, man, that's <laughs> funny. I'm tired of these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into our last segment of the evening um, or morning or whatever time you're listening to the podcast. Uh, we're going to go into for or against. And and what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you a topic. And this is kind of sort of yeah. more quick fire. And you're going to let us know if you're either for or against and kind of give us a brief okay. why. Right. Very okay. brief. Why? So the <laughs> first topic is EV. Are you for okay. or against? I'm for it. OK. I, I own a Prius. Um, uh, yeah, I'm all for it, man. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Actually, my girlfriend, Carla, did some testing in a Tesla at Buttonwillow and that thing ripped. Yeah. So fast. Was it set up to race? Eh, not really. Not they, really? They, they, I mean, maybe they do now, but at the time, they didn't have parts for them. Right. It, it was just gutted out. And Was she, like, testing through, <coughs> like, for, for Tesla or? No, no. It was a, a shop from Orange County. I, I can't remember their name. The right. only one I know of that's actually running anything is the Pikes Peak Turn 14 distribution Tesla. That's out that's there, I should say. Right. But. <coughs> Dai Yoshihara's. Yes, car. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I think sick. Yes, uh, it, it was nothing like that. Oh, okay, it was, okay. It was a couple years ago, and it was oh, a total okay. streetcar. Yeah, yeah, way back then, Didn't nobody have spring shocks or anything right, like that. Right, right. <coughs> we actually, um, I was doing like data logging and stuff for her, but she could do two laps before she would power it down, pick me up, and we'd drive all the way to the Starbucks at Buttonwillow. Yeah. To charge it for forty-five minutes, so we could come back and do two more laps. Oh, so you can only do two laps at a time. Mm-hmm. At full boogie, yeah. Oh. At the whatever software they had available at the time. So, uh, does that so that <coughs> include does that include the cool down lap, or is it two hot laps? It's two hot laps. Okay, and then just and pick then me up and go. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, she was in her driving suit at the so Starbucks charging. <laughs> 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 that that's a good picture in my that head. That is a good. I hope you have pictures <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the next one. Country music for or against? I actually funny you bring that up, man. I've never liked it. Okay. It annoys me because it's like pop with a weird accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. One of my friends loves country music, and I've been that S2000 I've been working on these right. past few weeks. He plays country music while we work on it. Oh, that's strange. You know, at first that's I thought really it was going to annoy me. Uh-huh. It is because he's Vietnamese. Oh, really my strange. God. <laughs> that's <laughs> super weird. Okay, okay. That's wow. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Just, just to add to yeah. it. <laughs> So that's out of left field for sure. Uh, yeah. Taylor Swift dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. He can do that. Vietnamese yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Garden Grove. <laughs> Last oh, night, man. Country. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually, uh, for once, wasn't annoyed by it. I think I'm just maturing maybe or I'm deaf. Okay. And, and I was okay with it in the background, but I, I'm not going to play it myself. Right, you know? yeah. You know, no yeah, barbecue not, stains not really or your T-shirt. It. No, no. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's move <laughs> to the next one. Car models for or against? Uh, I don't know, man. If 
I have to really think about it. I don't know what the benefits are. I don't, I don't know if it's detrimental to women. I have a sister that I really love, and you know, I don't want to do anything to. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she calls me out on shit all the time. But mm. <laughs> <clears throat> um, you know, we had models on the team Need for Speed. Beautiful ladies, and but they had a very conservative outfit. Right. And it was pretty cool. I, I thought that was okay. Yeah. Um, I felt like our team was more classy for that. Okay. Yeah. What was their um, function? Just <clears throat> to be present. No, not really, man. They actually hired uh, one of them was a DJ. Okay. And uh, and and a model. <clears throat> the other one was uh, she she was kind of the um, main umbrella girl, but she would book all of our flights and help with logistics. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, got so it. they were very involved in the team, uh-huh. and then come you know race time, they would put on their outfits and hand out stuff to the kids and and whatnot. It was pretty cool. I liked the way they did it. So okay. you're it's yeah. like four, <clears throat> but as long as they're well represented. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like I saw some other uh, companies that had them like these skirts <laughs> you could pretty much see everything and oh, okay I was like, oh, that's tough man <laughs> <laughs> and carlos is in the wall <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right next one up low riders love low riders man yeah i feel like you would d- you definitely have a low rider oh, vibe yeah. you've seen my helmet uh, yeah that's oh yeah the, yeah my friend long paints low riders he painted my helmet oh and it's that's a straight low rider deal Looks uh, like a narco's gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. If I had the money, I'd, I'd like forget a GT3. I'd get a 64 Impala with hydraulics. Yeah. Wow. Be, okay. Know, it'd be that or the Viper. I wouldn't know which one to to get. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same camp with the Impala. I've mentioned that before. Too, <laughs> we man. have like, talked about. I that, would yes. love. To I would. Have I'd one, be man. down yeah. too, man. Yeah. It's just uh, it's it's a vibe like none other, right? especially in California. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like dream of having a '64 Impala with hydraulics. Yeah, and I have a lot of friends that I race with in the Midwest, and sometimes they come out to LA. I want to pick them up at LAX, just blasting gangster rap. Oh, hell yeah, <laughs> dude! dude these that crips are gonna shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. Get in, dude. <laughs> and as a Midwesterner, that would make right. their day. Oh, right. I can You're guarantee from, uh, you. Yeah, Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Yes, that will make their day, especially if they love. But if West I picked you up rap. in a donk, you'd be cool. Uh, anything, dude. Yeah, really? I'd be down. Yeah. Oh, that, that's Any, not a Midwest thing. That's a South. That's thing, a right? South. Okay. That's a South. Yeah, Southeast. Type but of like, thing. like, <clears throat> I guess like gangster rap, Compton, it's romanticized. Correct. In in, right. in those areas, absolutely right. right. That's so they right. wouldn't be as scared. No, it's not about being scared. It's like you're filling, fulfilling the what the music videos yeah. taught us. <laughs> I'm <about>. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, yeah, yeah. Imagine <laughs> you with cornrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Oh, man. It's, yeah, yeah, that's all funny. that. Um, okay, all right. Well, let's get into the next one. Street racing. Uh, I'm against it. Okay. I've never been involved in it. Never uh, been involved no, in street never, racing. No. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not for it. Okay. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't even drive over the speed limit, dude. Like, I mean, I, mean <clears throat> it, it's ca- I drive a lot slower now that I do track driving. Okay. Because I think a lot of the exhilaration and all that stuff is left on the track. Right. So it's easier to be responsible on the street. I just Someone I grew up with uh, killed someone on the road. Oh, it was wow. in a vehicular manslaughter deal. Wow. And street watching, racing or not? <coughs> um, they were messing around with motorcycles. Oh, okay. Okay. And I, I saw everything that happened to, to him. Uh, and then <coughs> the person that they killed, his family, left a, a son without a father and a wife. And wow. Just saw the whole thing go down and yeah, just yeah, that'll do it. No good, man. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that's rough, man. When you're involved, yeah. and that was a lot of that back in the early 2000s. Yeah, that's when it happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's this. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. All right, let's move on. 
<laughs> that went dark. Weird <laughs> transition. <laughs> no more of those. All right. Forced induction. Okay. For or against? Uh, I'm for it in the right place. If you if I have the money for it. Uh, do it okay. right. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. do it right. To make it reliable. <clears throat> yeah. The, the 10 years I worked at Twins Turbo Motorsports, it was all turbocharged uh, race cars. Okay, so you had a lot of experience with that. Yeah, and it takes a lot of uh, planning money and, and you got to have the right things you can't just put a turbo on your neon and yeah oh for sure yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i mean for the most part having I mean, the right heat exchangers the, the right right ducting. so if, yeah. if i wanted to build a turbo car you would know the right way about going i would take all your money <laughs> <laughs> i already knew that we've talked about your quest yeah. for getting money no more selling tires <laughs> slanging turbos yeah. <laughs> slanging turbos to john <laughs> oh man all right uh next one for or against coffee all for it all for coffee so yeah. you're more of a coffee guy than like a tea guy i espresso oh espresso oh you're fancy yeah. he went to italy dude so oh, that yeah. sets your bar a little <laughs> so, bit so right? let, me, let me tell you about that yeah. this is yeah, how yeah. good i am so i go to italy and i realized uh, along the way that i could carry two 50 pound bags like luggage mm-hmm. bags yeah i, I only had my backpack and some tiny little bags. So while I was there, I realized there's all kinds of coffee. So I went and bought some duffel bags and filled them with 50 pounds of coffee. Oh my God. Threw them in the airplane. And I actually just went through my last batch last week. Jeez. And so what year was it again that you went to Italy? Just three years ago. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I came back with 100 pounds of coffee. Damn. You yeah. made 100 pounds of coffee last step? And you do you brew espresso at home? Yeah, I do. It, uh, well, I've been to other places, and I did the same thing. That oh, I do okay. <laughs> so you're just hoarding. Like, Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> Different coffees. Oh, that's mm. awesome. I mean, it's, it's a nice smell, so it's like no one's going to complain. Oh, right. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Okay. Um. Performance ha- enhancing drugs in sports, for or against? Uh, I'm for it if it's controlled. Okay. Yeah. What would controlled mean? <clears throat> um, I, I guess checking the testosterone levels, the uh, red blood cell levels, and and making sure that both are on par. Or I'm assuming fighting, but uh, in football, I gave them steroids, man. Entertain me. Jump over each other. Everybody for themselves. I, I don't really watch sports, but if they gave him steroids, I might. <laughs> so you don't you don't you don't follow any sports? No, just uh, just uh, racing. Racing, bo- boxing, boxing yeah, too. Racing, so I I, yeah. I did want to end on that. So um, I've done a little boxing in my time also. So how many years of boxing did you train? Um, I got into it when I was fifteen. Oh wow! And I didn't stop until. Tore my ankle a year and a half ago, and that was the last time I. I oh, trained. really? I was actually gonna take a trip to Thailand to stay out at a camp out there and train. And oh. I, I tore my ankle like two months before the oh. before my flight. Did you have uh, like amateur fights? Uh, the the they call them the smoker shows, like gyms. Okay. Other gyms. It oh, was, okay. It was like nothing official. More sparring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. With headgear and shin shin pads. But you're going oh. all out because it's oh, somebody so you don't know. Muay Thai. Yeah, it's Muay Thai. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Dude, even in the sparring. Yeah, like, that's true. They yeah. Some Especially when you're young, everyone wants to take each other's heads yes, off. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. It's cool now that we're older because the guys that I grew up boxing with are doing Muay Thai. Um, some of them still compete, and it's cool to spar with them because no one tries to hurt you. They kind of right. It's more to get other. practice and right. train. Just not yeah. feel so old. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't hurt me, man. So do you still train now? Uh, I haven't ever since I messed up my ankle. Oh, okay. Uh, and a lot of it is because I've, I've just been so busy with racing and, and Right, and it's work. hard to get time, yeah. yeah. 
which when I, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy how things worked out because I had planned for so long to <coughs> take that trip to Thailand and I, I arranged, uh, made arrangements with the Muay Thai camp out there that I was going to live at for three months. Yeah. And I was going to train and I was thinking like, you know, I'd love to fight while I'm out there. Even if I get my ass whooped, like it'd, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And I, dude, I trained so much. I like leaned down. I was eating really good. I was training twice a day for about a year to get ready for that. Wow. And I tear my ankle so bad. And I just. How'd you tear your ankle? Um, I was sparring with a friend of mine and they had done some repairs at the gym on, yeah. the, on the floor and the, the mat had been cut out yeah. oh, right geez. when I stepped over it, it popped up oh. and twisted my ankle and I hit the, the ring post like while I fell. Oh, and, oh, I, I can't really Fuck. explain the whole thing. It was so painful. That That's geez, a race yeah. car though, right there. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, people in boxing got no money. It's messed up. Oh, that yeah. sucks. You, you did boxing. There's no money. Yeah, no hell, no, <laughs> no way. Not from a gym. Yeah, no, no way. No way. A lot like, of those guys live at their gym. Oh yeah, I mean, like people complain about the fees and stuff, and it's like the there's only one Canelo. Money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. But man, damn. So uh, we uh, we should probably spar. I wanna I wanna see what you got. I'm down. Yeah. So, where do you yeah. live? Uh, Garden Grove. Oh, he's living Garden Grove. Okay. So we're not that far off. Randy has fight training too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if you want to call him out, Kali stick training. <laughs> uh, that no, I never touched Kali. Um, actually, really? the the Olympics put on some karate events, and really? yeah, that's exactly what I used to do: kata and uh, kumite. Well, okay. Randy took out a whole like competition. Really? Like everyone right. in the yeah. building. I won oh, first you did the place. I, w- I won right. first place in a, in, <laughs> a, kumite. in a blood sport. They, yeah, some guy Dude, threw... Dude, I found that teacher, the 1989 Kumite champion. Yeah, they <laughs> threw dust in my eyes with a crushed <laughs> pill. They always do yeah. that. Yeah, and I was like, what? And so I had to fight yeah. blind, you know? And I did a splits right, in right. the air. So, yeah. You know there's people cool. out there like, wow, Randy did that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't know the reference. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> he was loaded on PED. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Oh, man. So with that, that is our episode. Man. Carlos, thank you for coming. Thank, Thank you, guys you so for, much for honestly, really we're going to have to do this again. I Absolutely. got through maybe Anytime. half of the stuff I wanted to get through. Only half. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. There's so much more. And, and, you know, thank you for coming and sharing your stories. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. Really no, we'd love, lo- we'd love to have you. <clears throat> thank you for all the advice and, you know, being the seat time sensei Any, for us. Anytime, man. <laughs> you know, I, 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 it's helped me out a lot. Any and, questions? Yeah. No, I know. And I know that you're, you have a little brother with an S2000 that's also, I do. he's starting yeah. to get into motorsport uh, he keeps backing out oh uh, okay he wants okay. to for the street sounds like someone i know <laughs> <laughs> with an s2000 <laughs> thing maybe it's the car owner Dude, Carl, uh, Carl's gonna S2000. kill us yeah. <laughs> i don't give a shit man i got thick skin too wait till that russian comes after you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right well that is our episode all right how do you find us john you can find us at 91octane.com that is all letters no numbers also like and subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you have any questions, info at 91octane.com. Carlos, anyone you want to shout out? Any <coughs> anything you want to? Yeah, man. Just uh, thank you to everyone that's supported me along the way. Yeah. Uh, Auto Fashion, my man Steve Peterson, my girlfriend Carla, all my friends, Kevin, Wayne, Eric. Thank you guys so much for being there for me. Awesome. Uh, thank you guys for having me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this. for sure. And I, like, like I said, we're going to have you back again because there's a, a, a whole other chapter of this. <laughs> Any last words, Randy? Carlos, thank you as well. It's awesome to <laughs> have you, a man. story from somebody who's come from such adversity and just has somehow been the, a air quotes, maybe problem child and 
you're like this level-headed dude. I'm you, still a problem. <laughs> I, dude, I, I don't get that sense from it. The energy is just so positive from you, man. So I appreciate it. We, I love having and meeting people like yourself. So thank you so much for oh, thank being you part guys. of this. Thank you. My pleasure. All, All right. right. Well, good night. Good night.